Day 5. Faith and Work. Today, we will step back and provide an overview and final reflections on Daniel 1 in its entirety. The story of Daniel's service within Babylon does more than guide us Christians to live out our faith creatively in a culture that is unsympathetic or hostile to our faith. It serves as a guide for modern-day working professionals who want to excel in the workplace, yet remain true to God at the same time. His life and example is a high watermark for all subsequent believers who try to integrate faith and work. Reflecting on Daniel in chapter 1, what insights can we draw to help us do just that? Here are seven. One. As a general rule, Christians should avoid Christian-only institutions. Though many believers will work in churches, parachurches, Christian-only businesses or Christian schools, this should by no means be the norm. As tempting as this insularity is, every believer is called to influence their culture. Daniel teaches us how to work out our faith in the secular institutions, businesses, and even political parties that comprise most of our society. Like salt, we are meant to get out of the salt shaker and into the places and people that so desperately need to taste the flavors of God's kingdom. Two, work for higher reasons than personal gain. Most people who work do so for personal gain, whether it's financial recompense, job security, the personally fulfilling sense of career development, or the thrill and joy of creative and meaningful work. None of these are wrong, but a cursory glance at Daniel reveals a higher motive. He saw work as one way to worship God and serve others. Having this as our motive also enables us to risk our jobs and all the perks it fetches if ever we needed to in the name of obedience to God. We will notice again in chapters 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6 that Daniel and his friends are willing to lose everything in order to please God. 3. Don't overrate your talents and diligence. As brilliant and hard-working as Daniel was, he would be the first to admit that all his talents and diligence came from God, and also that the impact of his life exceeded what he was capable of. Chapter 1 gives us behind-the-scenes snapshots of divine activity. It is God who let Judah fall so that Daniel is relocated to his assignment in the first place. It is God who granted him favor and compassion with his boss. God is the one who gave Daniel knowledge and skill. God is the one who makes him ten times better than his peers. Though we certainly have a part to play in our success, like Daniel, we must be careful not to claim credit for our efforts and talents. 4. Don't violate your principles. Given enough time, every workplace will test our integrity or God-revealed convictions at some point. Whether it's deceiving others, turning a blind eye to wrongdoing, mistreating the poor or those beneath us, exploiting the vulnerability of others, or pandering to people's basest drives, at some point we must take a stand.
other than avoiding moments of compromise. This may involve limiting our practices in some way so that there is at least some difference between the way we go about our work and the way others do. For example, we might opt to close our business on a Sunday or at least once a week in the name of a weekly rest. Or we may decide to give a percentage of all profits to a select charity. Or we may opt for a lower standard of living so that everybody in our employ receives a living wage. Fifthly, get the best education you can while keeping your discernment about you. Daniel studied all manner of occultic practices and false religious beliefs, yet he sought to eat the meat and spit out the bones, figuratively. No doubt, he and his believing friends discussed what they could and could not accept and filled in the gaps as well as recasting their education with biblical insights. Still today, we must learn all we can from those outside of the faith community, even while we critique, reimagine, and supplement it with good theology and biblical insight. Sixth, as far as it is possible for you, live at peace with everyone. Daniel treated well the people he worked with and for. He built friendships with his superiors. He looked out for their well-being. For example, when the chief eunuch admitted that veering from the prescribed diet could sabotage his own job in life, Daniel offered a safeguard against that possible end. It is not surprising that the chief eunuch in charge of him was so ready to show him kindness and compassion. And seven, Daniel sought the prosperity of those he worked for. Perhaps never hearing Jeremiah's counsel to others in Babylon, Daniel nonetheless put it into practice. This is what the God of Israel says to all the exiles I deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat their produce. Pursue the well-being of the city I have deported you to. Pray to the Lord on its behalf, for when it thrives, you too will thrive. Jeremiah 29 verses 4 to 7. Similarly, we should invest our lives in the companies, institutions and organizations we work for. Not for what we can leech from them, but for what we can add to them. What about you? Where are you most struggling to integrate your faith with your work? Perhaps take a moment now to turn your reflections into prayer. <laughs> 